Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio when we are talking high school soccer and we're talking Minneapolis Bulldogs high school soccer specifically with the head coach, uh, uh, Coach Loudon. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Or Luden's, uh, how do you say it again? Luden's. All right, Coach Luden. Well, uh, um, uh, coach, uh, how long have you been the coach and what, uh, 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 what was your coaching path that led you to be the head coach there? Well, I took over the high school job in Minneapolis about three years ago. This was, well, this is my third season with them. Um, what led me to the job? Uh, I coached a lot of youth soccer. I had several of these kids growing up, coaching them throughout the years. Uh, down in Burlington at the through the Y and out of the Recplex there. And the opportunity presented itself. There was nobody that was interested in the job. It was open for about six months to a year. And one of the parents reached out to me and said, hey, why don't you look and in, look into this and take over this job for us? And I said, why not? You know, and next thing you know, within two weeks, I had my coaching certificate and I was the head coach of Minneapolis High School Boys Soccer Team. Wow, that's a that's a, a an amazing uh, doing. Well, thank you for stepping up and leading these young men. That otherwise, you know, without you, they wouldn't really be able to do anything. You know, so exactly. So, uh, well, uh, let's talk about these young men that you got. Who who are the who are the the Minneapolis Bulldog boys soccer team? Well, I have 22, 22 kids out this year, which I mean numbers have grown throughout the years. Um, I've seen. From me, I've had 20. Last year, I think I had 25. This year, I have 22. Numbers are staying pretty consistent. We're hoping to get get more boys out. That way, we can get a JV team going and get, you know, more soccer played with the kids that don't get to play all the time. And But on my roster this year, I have, I think, seven freshmen that came out, which which is a good number for them. And I think I have seven sophomores. And my sophomore class is a really, really talented class. Um, I'm excited for... Uh, the next couple of years with those that group of kids, um, I have only four or five juniors, and I only have two seniors this year. So we're we're a young team, but we also are pretty talented. So at least uh, if you're a younger kid, you got might have a chance to get on the field and play a little bit, huh? Right, exactly. I mean, I have several several of I think I started probably four or five four or five sophomores, and they, they're they're talented. I, I'm pretty happy with how they play and how they work together and how they communicate and all that. So 
I can't complain there. Well, I'm I'm very familiar with the uh, uh, excellence in sporting and athletic ability of the Meepo Bulldogs in general, you know, uh, but I do not know much about the uh, uh, soccer. Can you give me a little background about how this team's uh, been, how long they've been playing, and uh, uh, what kind of success have they seen? So I think the program started about 10 to 12 years ago. Um, they got the program off the ground. That first year, they didn't win a single game. Um, and then they slowly started building, maybe win a game the following year, two games the next year. The year before I took over, I think they had maybe four or five wins. Uh, my first season uh, with the team, we ended the season, I think, 13-6. and six. And we made it to the sub-state championship where we faced eventual state champion West Burlington Notre Dame, which was was a tall task. And we gave them a run for their money. I think we had them, we were down 2-1 and a half. It ended up being a 4-1 game or something like that. But we, we had them on the ropes and they didn't know what to do, which for my first season and for the boys to come in and listen to me and do what I asked, it, it was pretty impressive. And then last year, we had another 13-win season. And we fell to Columbus uh, in the sub-state semi. Uh, 1-0. Uh, just things didn't go our way that game. No, well, so, it, it's uh, uh, pretty exciting. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you've had that much success and uh, win beneath your wings. Uh, let me ask yeah. you a little bit of something. Um, I've been interviewing a lot of uh, soccer coaches, trying to get familiar with what's going on and who has what. And... and uh, um, I talked to Waco's coach and they had like 20 kids out and they didn't have enough for a JV team. You have just about enough for a JV team, but you don't have quite, uh, I know Waco and you guys are a little bit of a distance apart, but maybe there's someone closer that could you partner with another school? Could you have a co-op JV team? I guess would be, uh, uh, my question. I, I've kind of talked around a little bit. I know, uh, I think the numbers are usually not very high. Danville, New London there, but they're already combined with Danville or New London. And if I could get the boys, I'd like to just stay strictly Minneapolis, but that's just me. Um, but I'm always open to to joining with somebody, but as of right now, all the some close surrounding areas that would be able to join have enough for at least a varsity team. So until there's not enough numbers where they don't can't even field a varsity team, I'm assuming that they will just stick with their own schools. All right. Well, um, so uh, let's, we're just going to work from the back to the front. Talk to me about your goalie. What's he do well? What's he mean to the team? And I'm told these guys are kind of the field generals out there. And, and mine, mine is mine is great. I can't I can't complain. Um, I have a junior goalkeeper this year, and you probably heard the name Drew Miller. <laughs> Drew the Killer Miller. Drew the Killer Miller, he, big body, has a heck of a leg on him, can punt the ball to the other side of the field. Yeah, that's for sure. And that's, and that's, that's huge for me this year. He didn't play last year because he was, he was doing his college visit thing and all over the place. And I was so thrilled when I saw him show up at practice and say, hey coach, I'll come play, but I want to be your goalie. I said, because that's where I want you. <laughs> so that that that's a huge huge piece of our puzzle there. Um, he also replaces a a Randy Hine that his junior and senior year that I had him. He was first team All Conference, 
in the goal. So I've been blessed to have excellent goalkeepers in my first three years. Well, it, it would be like having uh, John Daly hit your drives for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean that kid is the greatest kicker in ever, and I, I can't wait to watch him kick uh, yes. uh, behind the goal. Do you guys play Waco? We do. Uh, we have Waco scheduled at Waco April 13th. April 13th. Wow. Uh, I might have to come and see some of that. Uh, well, uh, let's talk. A okay, so we talked about your goalie. Let's talk about just your defensive shutdown, guys. If you, you know, when you really need some defense, who's your mo most defensive-oriented players? So, my center back is going to be another. It's going to be a sophomore. That's that's Alden Wonderlick. I think you may have heard of him during football season. He's a linebacker. He's aggressive. He's big. He's strong. He's quick. He's good with his feet. He kind of runs that defensive back line for me. And I also have senior Braxton Davis back there who's got a couple years' experience back there for me. And uh, junior Noah Housefield. So my older guys are in the back of the field. So I, I kind of enjoy that. That way there's some leadership back there. There's some just some great chemistry that they have together. And they do they do a pretty good job of holding down the line. But if they get passengers right there to stop them, so... Well, who's the guy that's that's got the good eye for passing, the good ability to pass? Who can get the ball to the guys that are going to score it? Uh, uh, who 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 leads the way in, in passing? And I, I guess you'd call it an assist. I, I have a couple guys. They're both sophomores. Um, they play in the center for me, and they kind of facilitate. They they can run. They work well together. They communicate well. Like I said, a big key for me is communication. Um, and they could they talk to each other and and they are both sophomores like I said and that's going to be Carl Hines and Lance Lutens my son um, and they're just they're pretty talented players um, they can dribble through if they need to they can find the open guy they can feed the ball they can shoot the ball they're just they're both well-rounded soccer players all right well who's going to score them goals. Exchange student that came in this year. Um, his name's Tyler Bratkowski. He, uh, in our scrimmage, he had three goals against Wapolo. I look for him to do quite a bit of the goal scoring, along with junior Alex Nichols, who I got up front. So those two, those two, I, I lean on quite a bit to put the ball in the net. But I also have those midfielders, like I said, and Lance and Carl that can shoot if need be. And then, you know, there's a couple outside bids and Jake Greer and. Uh, Blake Wilms, that can also do some damage. All right. Well, uh, what's the name of the conference that you're in? Uh, we're in the Southeast Iowa Super Conference. Okay. Uh, so tell me about the teams in that conference. Let's just start with that. And I want to know a little something about each team, uh, which ones are going to give you some uh, uh, problems. Um, well, there's right down the road from us. we got Wapla, who's in the conference. They're, they're coming up. They're going to have scrimmaged them early this season. We beat them nine to nothing. Um, and I think their first game of the year, they fell eleven to nothing. So they're they're in a, a rebuild year. Um, they got a good leader there in Tony. Um, but I think Wapolo Wapolo will eventually get there. But right now, I, they're gonna have some growing pains. Um, we also have Central Lee, who's always a decent opponent. Um, I haven't seen much on them this year, but 
last year we had a pretty pretty good game. I think we ended up beating them three to one. So I look for that to be a pretty competitive game. Waco, I had a, like you said, they're they're a new program. I know nothing about them. I, I did listen to your your podcast the other night or last night after you told me that we were going to get on and listen to the Waco one, kind of get trying to get some ideas of what you were going to ask me. And um, sounds like he's got some talented kids there. So you know, not sure what that's going to be like, but we'll find out when we get there. Yeah, I talked to the Fairfield coach just before I talked to you, you know, and I said, I, I, I've been asking the football coaches this, what's harder to prepare for, a team you've never seen before and really don't know anything about, or a team you've played a lot that has a new coach, you know, but this, uh, the Fairfield's going to play them for the first time, you know, and uh, uh, you're playing a team that there's no film on, yeah, and right. and uh, you really don't even know much about the coach, you know, exactly. so... Uh, he said, I said, well, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to be ready for anything, you know. And uh, I, I imagine that's what you're going to have to do, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if we come out and play our game, we're, we'll, be, we'll be tough to beat. Um, I'm pretty excited about, about our squad this year. So, also, you know, there's always the tough Columbus Junction team. I mean, they just, they're just a soccer, soccer town that Gaucho's got them. He always – has them ready to play, and I think they're having a, a rough start to the season. I think they're 0-2 right now with some tough losses. Um, I think they, they've they been handled pretty good by West Liberty, and uh, there was the other one, they just Washington, which, you know, West Liberty's always, always tough, but I look for Columbus to find a way to figure it out, and they're usually always a tough, tough matchup. Um, oh. There's also, like I said, Danville, New London, who's in there. In our conference, and they're young again too. But uh, Coach Peeler, he has a way to get those boys to play, and so I, I'm excited for that game too. Um, Highland, we have Highland in our conference, but I'm not, I'm not sure much on Highland. I don't know. Last year they had a co-ed team, and they had a pretty rough season just because. They had several girls playing against the boys, which, you know, is what it is so they can play the game, but it's a little difficult for those girls to come up against some of these 17, 18-year-old boys, you know. And then the last, well, there's two other conference opponents that we'll have, and that's going to be Hillcrest Academy, and they're always tough. I think we, they're we, good. We beat them. Uh, my first season, we beat them for the first time in school history. And then my second season, we split with them. We played them twice. We won one, they won one. So that match could go either way. Yeah, they, they're good at everything. Yes. And then my big, big game on the calendar that I have always starred, and it's a game I always want to go play our best and do our best, is that Notre Dame-West Burlington game. We've uh, been to state the last two years. They've dominated us the last two years. And I, I'm ready to get mine against them. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm going to ask you about this West Liberty team only because uh, the Mid-Prairie coach mentioned them and the Fairfield coach mentioned them as a hotbed of really, really a tough place to play and a, uh, yes. a, a challenging approach to the game that they play. Uh, uh, what, uh, do you play West Liberty or what do you know about uh, 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 that bunch? I, we, we don't have them on our schedule this year, which I'm, I'm grateful for, honestly. Um, 
they're usually always tough. Uh, we did play Burlington uh, Tuesday night and fell three to one. And Burlington had scrimmaged West Liberty earlier in the year, and they had lost to West Liberty two to one. And Burlington's a very tough physical team, so if Burlington can beat us three to one, and West Liberty beat them two to one, I just I don't want to see them. <laughs> well, it's early in the year, and a lot can change uh, between now and then. But uh, boy, it does sound I, I had no idea there was uh, such a hotbed of soccer going on here, and. Uh, uh, all right. Well, well uh, in these towns that you're talking about, and, and we're going to be in, uh, covering the Waco uh, Fairfield Trojans game in their inaugural game, you know, so we're, uh, we know that Waco has tremendous uh, fan support for their sports programs, but uh, I, I'm interested to see what kind of a turnout there is and uh, what the opportunity, how enjoyable uh, the facility is going to be to watch a game. But of the, of the, 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 and you don't, you and I don't know about Waco, but, uh, uh, you do know about some of these other more traditional places. Are there some places where, if the weather's right, you got a big rowdy crowd and uh, uh, a lot of support for your team and their team and everybody there? Say that again for me. Where, where, where are some of the places that you play that there's a lot of fans in the in the crowd, uh, weather uh, permitting? There's usually a lot, a lot of fans that in Columbus Junction. Columbus Junction has a great following. There's usually we usually have a pretty good following. Um, I want to say, I know Washington has a good following. Hillcrest has a decent following. And Notre Dame, West Burlington, that place. And I think that's just what their tradition. They just get packed. And it's it's a tough place to play down West, uh, Notre Dame. And, you know, that's, to me, Notre Dame's my, my rival. That's, that's my thorn on my side. <laughs> Are they? Uh, they've bitten a little bit of your apple in the past? Yes. Well, uh, Coach. You're getting me all fired up. Uh, people don't, uh, uh, you know, there's one message when I'm talking about high school sports is that uh, Southeast Iowa has a, a, is not a place to sleep on, not a place to overlook. And it's literally a hotbed of uh, excellent basketball, excellent football, and apparently excellent soccer and baseball, uh, uh, golf, and whatever it is. Um what is it about the, the schools around here, their priority on the, the education and the young people's development uh, that creates such a supportive atmosphere that does produce such, such great athletes and uh, great competition? I think it's not only just the athletes wanting to improve and work hard and better themselves, but it's also you have a lot of coaches that are willing to put in the time and willing to go help these kids get out and get the extra work and go put in, you know, hey, you want to go have an open gym? Let's go have an open gym. I'll, I'll gladly go unlock the gym for you. Or just like with our basketball program, I, I look for good things to come from them. And at their banquet, their coach said, all you got to do is message me and we'll be at the gym waiting for you. You know, you don't have that probably in the bigger schools where the coaches care as much about the players as if they're their own kids, you know and want to see them succeed and want them to get better. And they put the time in, and that's what it's about. And I think that's why we're seeing such such positive and great athletes coming out of Southeast Iowa anymore. Well, uh, this has uh, been a, a, an inspiring conversation. Um, I, I literally never even seen a, a, a soccer game in my life, you know. And uh, 
I quick agreed to call some. Uh, that first one you watch, you're going to be kind of confused. Well, uh, I've, I've already found out about that. Uh, uh, anyway, I as, as I uh, often do, I volunteer to do things that I don't uh, think through. Uh, and I'm supposed to be doing some play-by-play. -play, so I was watching some high school uh, uh, soccer, and I realized after watching a couple of games, I know less about it than I thought I did, uh, to be honest with you. But I think uh, uh, if the fans will bear with me, I might uh, – maybe they don't know much about it either, and maybe we can learn about it together as as it goes. And uh, uh, like, I, like I said, soccer's, soccer's coming, and it's, it's an up-and-coming sport, and I think – you know, like I said, the World Cup being played last year, I think that got a lot of people excited about it again, you know. And you will learn very easy, very quickly, I think you'll learn the game. Well, uh, uh, it's like the, uh, the the man said, ready or not, here we come. Uh, right, exactly. Because it starts today at 5. Uh, anyway, uh, um, I, I'm going to bring my grandson uh, to sit with me because he, I think he actually understands it at least 10 times better than I do. <laughs> and I'll have Scotty Melvin with me, who's my sports director, and uh, we should at least be able to find some things to talk about. I know there'll be some great athletes on the field. I know the Fairfield Trojans are a, a juggernaut to play in your first uh, uh, game, yeah. but... Uh, uh, What's the best to wake up, but Fairfield's going to be a tough opponent to start season. <laughs> I, I would agree, after talking to their coach. I guess they put three guys in the pros from the Fairfield Trojans soccer team, so... Really? Yeah, I mean, guys are playing in Europe and stuff on professional teams, uh, but it's, uh, uh, yeah, and plus, they, see, they've got all of it. You know, I don't know how much you guys got, you know, as far as youth soccer and, and junior varsity and varsity. I mean, it sounds like to me, you're, sometimes you have varsity, junior varsity, sometimes you don't. Uh, yeah, we got, we got a youth soccer league that goes on in town, and then we have several, several kids, and they travel, you know, to Wapolo to Waco. Kind of like what the Waco coach was talking about the other night with their youth league. They just we travel to each other and play play youth teams. So and I think we got started with that five or six, I don't know. I want to say I would say probably five to ten years ago. You know, so it, it's growing, and you can see see it coming down the pipeline that they there's coaches putting in time with these youth players and kids coming in with some talent and knowledge of the game. So it's great to see for me probably great to see for the other area coaches so well uh fairfield has like over 100 kids they can pick from for junior varsity yeah you know i mean uh so that's a whole different kind of world but let me ask you about that uh at some point um minneapolis decided to get into soccer you know and i don't know you know that there you, you don't decide one day hey let's play soccer and then you already have a soccer stadium and everything to play in and and everything you need's there it's not there uh, as I'm looking into this, this looks like uh, uh, up to a quarter of a million dollar and up investment to uh, get into this sport. Uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's not cheap. We're, we were blessed that when I came in, you know, we had that nice new turf facility that we had for a few years. And that's where they allow, allow us to play there on the football field. And I mean, goals aren't cheap. We just put new nets in. I mean, I think they were $500 a net. You know, if you start looking at all the things you need, jerseys, you know, flags, all sorts of stuff, and you'd be surprised how quickly that, that stuff adds up. Well, in, in uh, Mid-Prairie at Wellman there, they had to go and physically remove hundreds of railroad ties uh, to 
to have a field uh, playable. And then uh, they built, a, a, then I think the Lions Club or some community club built that stadium for them. It's a beautiful stadium, uh, uh, but, it, you know, it, it wasn't cheap. And uh, uh, so it's a tremendous investment, and they got flooding issues that they had to deal with. So, uh, you know, it's just there's, there's a lot of things people don't think about. But, uh, uh, in fact, the turf field that you play on, it's like eight hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars or something like that, you know, uh, just for a football stadium. So, I mean, I mean, uh, well, uh, thank you for being with us, uh, Coach. I really uh, enjoyed learning about your team. Uh, uh, Drew the Killer Miller will probably kick the ball uh, one hundred and sixty yards every time. Uh, All right, kick, only it, it might go into the next county. Uh, well, we uh, um, you guys got a good Colton Lichty's going to be the goalie for uh, uh, Waco, so I'm kind of excited to see. Uh, I don't know what, what what he knows about goalieing, but I know he knows about being an athlete. That's for sure. Right. Sometimes that's all it takes is just being an athlete, being, being aggressive, being physical, and just don't get after it. You know. Well, we've been talking to Coach uh, Luden of the Me- Minneapolis Bulldogs, one of our favorite communities. Uh, uh, the second high, most listening to uh, uh, city in the Round Guy Radio family with 3,300 and some plus downloads. Uh, uh, we are so excited uh, uh, for the season. Uh, Coach, uh, uh, do me a favor and let me uh, uh, call you periodically through the season and catch up and see how the team's doing. That'd be, that'd be perfectly okay with me. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs.